Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. She is a comedian and panelist from the Now You've Seen It podcast, Alice Lauren. And he is Curtis Blaze of the Better Off Dead Minute and Time Bandits Minute podcasts. It may take us years to get anywhere. We'll have no money, no decent place to live. We'll have to work, get kicked around. But at least we have this episode! You just always call me by my Spanish name that you made up. Okay, I guess I'm fine. All right. Yeah, you just decided. You just decided that I am Alicia. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, I tell you, Alicia, we've got uh, <laughs> we've got Woody and and Peggy here having a pretty serious talk at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. She 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 gives the best face. It's. I know. Well, I mean, what is oh, that she's just thing? So, she's. I'm done with you, Peggy. No, I'm not done with Peggy, but. In the last minute, they were... So we're in the middle of a conversation as we begin this minute. Yeah. In the last minute, she was like, I just wanted I just wanted to prove to myself that what happened didn't matter. And, and we concluded that she was kind of defiantly yeah. throwing the gauntlet down so that he would have to admit it. What happened didn't matter, and I'm over you. And then she gets the response she wants, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I, yeah, kind of, because, I mean, he basically admits it. He's like, yeah, what yeah. happened, happened. <laughs> and if we keep doing it, it'll keep on going on happening again. Yeah. Which sounds so dirty, except that it was going out to lunch. Well, didn't they kiss? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and kissing. Well, there was a kiss, too. Yeah. Out, out to lunch is, is a euphemism. Um, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, it was a really busy cafe. It was so busy. And they had a really low, uncomfortable tables, so, mm-hmm. you know. Oh my god, welcome back to What Happened Under the Table. (laughs) (laughs) Minute by minute. (laughs) Don't even start already. Okay, I'm not starting, I'm not starting. We'll do a bonus minute, 121. (laughs) We'll do a a bonus minute. Bonus minute porn parody, okay. (laughs) I think Peggy was pretty rocked back on her heels uh, from Fred's reaction here. She goes from looking all defiant to looking sad and upset. Yeah, I don't know. I can't read that face. I can't read that face. I don't... It was like Stella Adler acting or whatever. It was... What the heck was that? Hold on. I I have to watch this reaction again because... Yeah, watch the reaction because she's going from chin up and defiant. And then when he says what happened, happened, and it'll keep on going happening if we let it. A mix of like downcast, hot and... uh, Downcast, hot and bothered, and... Like, very subtle orgasm. Very subtle. Wow. <laughs> That's, I definitely didn't pick up on that. <laughs> I, mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just assuming because she had no expression, which says more about me than it does about this movie. Well, and it just the filmmaker lets it just hang. Yeah. It was very, it was, I don't, yeah, I don't understand. I, like, is she upset? Is she about to cry? I don't. I, okay, here's my read on it. What this scene tells me and what this look tells me is that she did legitimately come out on this date convinced that she was going to see that she was being silly and everything was going to be fine afterwards. And what happened here when Fred said, if we go on seeing each other, it'll happen again and again, is that it confirmed to her that she's not being silly. He really does have feelings for her, too. And now they're stuck not being able to act on him because he's married. 
But I would expect her to look more jubilant. That's the problem. I think she'd be more like, yes, of course. Yeah. You and I can finally conclude, I think, that she really legitimately did want to prove to herself that she was being silly. Yeah. And instead, it was proven that she wasn't being silly, which would, which is not necessarily something that would make her happy, because this guy's married, and for her to have feelings for him, man, that's tough. Because she is not a homewrecker. She's not, like, she's not out there scheming trying to get him. She just wants to pretend she doesn't have feelings for him, but is confronted in this moment, in this minute, that she does. Baby's first crush. (laughs) Don't put baby in the corner. Don't put baby in the corner. And so the filmmaker just fades out on the scene where she's conflicted. She's shaking. You can even see it. She's like doing these micro tells. She's shaking her head back and forth like she doesn't want to believe what she just heard. She looks down. She looks kind of pouty. This wasn't a one-time mistake. Yeah. Right, right. So we're talking about... We're talking about some real feelings, and he's confessing to her that he has real feelings, too, which I don't think she was expecting. Is that what he's confessing, or is it kind of like, more like, like, like sexual, like, you know what, if we keep hanging out, I'm gonna keep kissing you. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's feelings, or if that's like, yeah, you're a pretty girl. Like, I don't know. No, I don't think Fred's a monster like that. I think he really does have feelings for her. Yeah. You know, based on, especially based on the earlier scenes, they really are having a connection, I think. Yeah. It, it could be based on Fred being depressed and lonely because he's in a terrible marriage, but it still feels real to him, and it definitely feels real to her. Yeah, definitely. Man, so... Why did they get the booth? You know, that's a good, that's a good question. Everyone else gets tables, they get booth. Are they rich? There's a couple of, um, like, love seat things... All along that wall. Yeah, oh yeah, it's not like the one VIP love seat. Right, because if you look behind him, there's another couple sitting at another couch. Like, like in the sex scene, especially when they fade out on Petty, Peggy being all upset, yeah. and then we do a little time jump where Freddie and Marie are back at the table, and then uh, Marie gets up and goes, excuse me. In that scene, you can see like a giant couch behind her with full of people. He's still brooding. I'm, like, trying to get to the point, and she's, like, still <laughs> brooding, like, 30 seconds later. Okay, there we She go. took a good long... Oh, that, that one's giant. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, all kinds of stuff. It's all the way around the outside of the of the restaurant. Is it a restaurant or a ballroom? Must, well, it must be a restaurant. People are eating, duh. Both, probably. They're right, yeah. They repurposed a ballroom? Sure. I think ball. Well, you know, our problem is we're in 2021. We don't have... We do have ballrooms, but they're always like places where bands play and you just go. I guess this would be closest to the modern day ballroom. Yeah, like like a wedding that you would like put tables up, like like a ballroom wedding yeah. and then you put tables up, yeah. Yeah, and then you've got the stuff around the outside. You've got this little, I'll bet you, you see this, uh, this walkway between couches here and then there's some more tables of people sitting. I'll bet that's sort of a, a VIP place. Yeah. Where that's where the good place to sit is because then you're not out in the light and inside of the crowd. Well, how how well how wealthy are these people too? I know, I mean, I'm sure you know soldiers aren't making the big bucks, but I feel like Peggy comes from like a wealthier family. Maybe Woody too. I don't. Yeah, I think so. Well, keep in mind that this is in Ohio somewhere, so 
it's not rich people, so it's not Manhattan or anything. Although how, although how, like how much money was all of this? Probably like a quarter. Although back then. Have you checked out this mural, sort of abstract on the wall behind him? No. Wait, where? As Marie gets up from the table and goes, "Come on." That's her exact voice. Come on. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Well, might as well be, honestly. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Is that the entire, like... Oh, my gosh. That's, that's like... What is going... It's it's Mulan. That's, uh, that's my first, like, instinct is, like... They they wanted... Yeah, it's, it, it's an Easter egg for Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> Disney's Mulan. Well, Disney was around in 1946. Mm-hmm. They were making cartoons, but, you know... It's funny that you say Milan. To me, I was thinking Hercules. Oh, maybe. Yeah, Hercules, too. Yeah, that is... Because it's got this sort of Greek architecture thing happening, the arches. But then, it's also got a crazy bird. Okay, so, going from left to right on this thing. Okay. The first thing we come to is a crazy tree that looks like it was drawn by Dr. Seuss. Yeah. This is the Lorax. I speak for the soldiers, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen the Lorax. I don't know. That's just the only thing I know. <laughs> oh my god! I need to see the Throw Lorax, Lorax right? The oh my gosh! I bet Peggy never seen the Lorax. <laughs> You're like the one kid on Earth that didn't that their parents didn't just sit you down in front of a TV and let it babysit you. Well, I'm, I mean, I, I know Cat in the Hat, and I think I maybe have read the Lorax. I don't know. I don't know. So we've got the Lorax tree. We got the Lorax tree. The next thing we come to is either a tether, like, I think it's supposed to be a tree, but it goes up in the air, and then it seems to be... A crab in the sky. Coming out of the butt of, like, a toucan. Oh. You know, like a bird. Okay. With a long feathery tail and and wings, and then, you know, feet underneath of it, and a little head with, like, a plume on top of his head. I mean, I'm seeing, like, Sebastian slash dragon vibes, but... Like Sebastian from Little Mermaid. Okay, okay, yeah, no, yeah, I see that too, okay. It's fine, the like Disney, could be a you crab know what, this whole mural is like, Disney Easter eggs. <laughs> Different <laughs> characters. <laughs> Little Rocks isn't Disney. I can, but I can see it. Sebastian. Then it looks like there could be fish in the background swimming. What, Nemo? <laughs> and then we go down, and we've got the archway that looks like it's, you know, from the Greeks of the Romans. Sure, sure. Which probably Roman and Greek architecture people are screaming at me right now going, they're not that close. But on top of that, okay, sitting on top of that thing is, I don't know, is that a dragon? What do you see there? Sitting on the arch? Um. Yeah. It looks like it could be Stupid or whatever his name is. That black dragon from the How to Train a Dragon Dragon oh, movie. Oh, yes. Um, toothless, yeah, same, same thing. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't. Maybe like seaweed, like this is another, you know, Little Mermaid set, like just like decorative, you know, coral seaweed, something like that. You could be right. This, this is looking. It could all be under the sea. This is all maybe Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid Mulan under the sea. Uh, no. <laughs> We're seeing such different things. Cause right below that thing to me then is a moose standing there, like a, <sighs> you know, like a moose. A moose. You see his legs, and then be, and then behind him are some horses, like one. Like, the first horse is, yeah. has his head down, and yeah. he's eating some grass. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yes. And then, and then the other one is, like, trotting somewhere. Yep. But then we go back to the end of the sea thing again, and we've got, like, the, the jellyfish. Ooh, yeah. And the I seaweed mean, again. 
So my thought is, is it butter, like buttercups or something, like those like weeds, those little yellow flower weeds? Do you have those in Iowa? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's my, that's my, that's my favorite game. Is just to be like, I remember once I was doing. Okay, quick, quick aside. But I was doing, like a a Zoom comedy show or something, and a lot of the Zoom whatever other other comedians are from New York City, and I was like, oh yeah. So I was going to Wendy's. You have Wendy's over there, right? You know Wendy's. You know, and they were like, what? Of course we have a Wendy's. It's New York City. Like, what? You know. <laughs> but yeah, it's my favorite game. I think. <laughs> Awesome. Well, you know, I was seeing dragons and, and horses and stuff, but then you look at these, you look at these candles, yeah. and they look like they could be octopus arms holding up the candles. Do you mean you mean not in the mural, but like the real like standing candelabra? Yeah, outside of the mural. Yes. Oh. Yeah, like they have a like they have an underwater theme happening. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is it a candelabra if it's on the ground? I don't know. You're right. It is. This is an octopus. This is a under the sea restaurant. Oh my gosh! What if this whole film, this whole film takes place under the sea? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I've blown the cover off of the best years of our lives. The whole thing takes place underwater. That's it. Well, and secretly, oh god. Peggy is actually a mermaid. Wait, well, Peggy's a mermaid? Peggy is actually a mermaid. Okay. When she dries her fins off, you know, they turn into legs. Right. And it's because she saw this, the soldier, Fred, mm -hmm. when, they were, when they were overseas, and followed him back home <laughs> to try oh to seduce God, that's him. that's so romantic. Wait, how did her, wait, how did she get legs? Did you say she sawed her, her tail, what? No, no, no. Okay, when, okay. When a mermaid comes out of the sea... And you dry her fins off, they yeah. turn into legs so that she can walk on land. Oh, okay. I didn't know that about mermaids. Yes, I didn't. I knew that about mermaids. Of course I knew. Okay. I'm so... So, I, so I have a question for you. Okay. You don't, you don't recognize me describing just the plot of Splash right now? Oh, <laughs> okay. This is the plot of Splash, but probably the plot of every mermaid story, right? <laughs> I, I think about, yeah. I mean, uh, Ariel wanted to... Get with a dude on land. Mm -hmm. I think that's basically every mermaid story. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's every mermaid story. All right. I'm. I'm. Oh my god. I love this. This is adorable. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. How does she have human parents? Oh. oh. Wow. Uh. uh <laughs> no. We're we're gonna get her to be a mermaid. It's fine. It's fine. We're gonna figure out. Adopted parents. She was adopted when she was young. Her parents never told her. <gasps> and her parents never told her. So her what happens is. They've always given her sponge baths, being careful not to <laughs> get her legs her wet. Sponge bath. <laughs> Mommy, way, why are my legs way, always dry? <laughs> that way she never knows. And then finally she marries Fred. <laughs> and then they get into the, the water. The oh no. They, <laughs> she takes a shower and then what? <laughs> Wait a second, has my she never taken a shower by herself? She's seventeen. And they were like, no, this is how, you know what, why not? You, well, no, I think she'd find out. I was going to say, like, whatever, you could keep it in the family, just be like, yes, parents always shower their kids, even when they're 17. Oh, oh, or, or, or her parents are actually mermaids, too, secretly. We just never see those scenes. Right. And they taught her that in order to get along inside society, she can never let anyone know that she has fins. Right. That's that's my plan. So, oh my god, I love this idea. 
There was a couple times that Al was overseas, and they had to go, like, wade through a river to, you know, get to other places. Do you know how important to make it could be to the Navy? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Navy needs mermaids! <laughs> that's it. Okay, that's... I'm dying on I'm dying on that hill is whatever her dad would say. That's what her dad would say. This is this whole movie is a secret mermaid movie. Yeah. <laughs> they've shown us they've they've shown us the non mermaid parts of this tale. Oh my god, that's it. We're remaking. And this. there's just little clues. Oh my god, <laughs> just little clues throughout the movie, like like they're in this under the under the sea themed restaurant. Yeah, that's it. We don't need a porn parody. We need a, a mermaid parody. Instead, and the reason that they get the fancy couch seats is because secretly her parents own it and fund it. Oh, yeah. Because they're mermaids. Because they're mermaids. <laughs> and they need leg room. And you can tell that mermaids and, and sea people made this dance hall because they didn't make the dance floor very big. Because they, because they don't understand about legs. Yeah, they don't understand legs. You can't dance if you have fins. Probably. I don't know if you could. I don't know. I'm so sorry for all of our, our finned listeners. Oh, no. How many mermaids do you think are listening to this episode? No more than three, I no, would say. No more than three. That's I don't think... That's, I'm sure mermaids are real nice folks. No? There's mermaid assholes. There must be. Mermaid assholes. You can't have a mermaid asshole if you have fins, right? <laughs> Uh, well, vents, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> mermaid, mermaid vents. <laughs> they don't call each other assholes. Listen, you vent. <laughs> and they probably get all insulting about it. Like, oh, like listen, you guppy vent. Listen, you guppy vent. <laughs> they call it some piece of trash based on some like inferior fish. We're about to get into some hot water right now. All right. All right. <laughs> So Marie gets up from the table. That's right. Okay. And she drags uh and she drags Peggy with her. Right. Because women go to the bathroom together. Well, this is the perfect time to talk about that. Okay. Wait a minute. Did she just turn around and invite some third woman to the bathroom with her? <laughs> like all the women, let's go. Chop chop. <laughs> We're going to the bathroom. I'm gonna die, I can't. The room just empties out. All the guys are just staying around going, what just happened? I can't. Every woman follows her to the bath. I cannot do it. This is gold. Like a, like a rumble line. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm really going to start crying. It's too funny. Women at the end of the line are like, what's going on? And, and, and they're just like, well, Sparkle t- decided it was time to go oh to the God. bathroom. You, you just talk for the next, like, 15 minutes, because I... I... <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you've picked up on this, but they do this overhead shot of everybody still struggling to dance. <laughs> I cannot. This has not happened to me a long time. Ugh, I can't. <laughs> I just like stop everything. Oh my god. I just, I'm just letting you recover. Hold on, hold on one second. Right back. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh my god. Okay. So in real life, 
the woman she turns to talk to is uh, in real life, like this is not a movie, is a camera lady. Check out that crazy camera she's got. Yeah, at first I was like, is that a, is that a saxophone? Yeah. <laughs> is it a saxophone? Is it a camera? Right, it looks like both. Who can tell? So she's got like one flashy bulb in there, and probably that bulb explodes, and then they have to get another flash. Did a lot of people have kind of their own cameras then? Because it almost looks like a old-timey reporter kind of thing. I wonder. When you say old-timey reporter thing, what does that mean to you? Like, she's taking pictures from the newspaper. So right. I guess sort of photographer. I guess photographer. Right, well, I'm just trying to get a look at her rig here. Mm-hmm. It looks like an accordion yeah. with a light bulb attached to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's got like a slidey thing, so she can do a variable, what do you call it, uh, focal range Ooh. on it. It's kind of got a zoom. It's probably just for focus, though. It probably just moves very little. But she is ordering the. Uh, she's ordering a picture later on. They're gonna have a. They're gonna have a record of this event. Yeah, of course. The the picture lady is gonna come take a picture at the table, and then I don't know how long it takes to get a picture back. But but then eventually they'll have this picture of like Fred and Marie. Fred will be brooding, and Peggy will be brooding, and Woody and Marie will both be smiling at the camera. <laughs> Where then it'll was, be obvious to everybody. Where was where photography at that time, I guess? Like, obviously, black and white. Um, not like those, you know, pictures from, I don't even know, 1800s. But to stay, like, real, real still for a long time. Like, I guess kind of, I don't know. Historically, where, where were we? Photography was surprisingly advanced in 1946. Mm-hmm. This camera that they have right here, that they're showing... Would have been very old-fashioned in 1946. Oh, okay. You know, the modern camera body with the modern lens, you know, that can be put on and taken off, that was a thing that existed. Hmm. And I don't want to get too technical. They had, like, a really fancy lens back then would have been, you know, a 50-millimeter f2.8 lens, which is a pretty low-light lens. And the, the film speeds back then were... You know, 400 or whatever, which, I don't know, does that mean anything to you? Um, no, probably not. I'm still kind of on the, what do you mean by, like, taking off, putting on thing? (laughs) You know how you can take a lens on, you can put a lens on and off a camera, you can change lenses around? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So they had that, they they had those kind of cameras then. Okay. They they used them in World War II. It's funny, I just, I was just on the... The Great Escape Minute podcast, and we talked all about it because in the scene they were talking about this kind of camera that they wanted. And they had cameras that had lenses that were fast enough that they didn't have to have flash photography necessarily. And they had the right kind of shutters that would evenly expose the film f- throughout the length of the shot. And they, could, and they could take shots that were, you know, hundreds of a second. I think up to a thousandths of a second at that time. Oh. So they could... So it was it was reasonably modern. This oh. camera that she's holding right here just kept, you know now that I you know now that I did all this research for this World War II movie that we just talked about looks really old fashioned to me. But here's the thing. Those cameras also cost a lot of money. I mean like a fortune. Oh yeah. Because the you know that kind of lens is still the kind of lens that people use now. You know that that f2.8 uh marking on the lens means that it lets a lot of light in and People still, that's still a lens that people use like in wedding photography these days. Yeah. So, 
So that kind of thing back in the 40s would have just been insanely expensive. So, on second thought, maybe it makes sense that she has this old-fashioned camera because she would have just had her grandma's camera or whatever, or bought a used camera, and this is the one she has. So was this just some random lady and it's like, oh, take a picture of us, you have a camera in your hand? No, this is like... You know, every club... I don't know. You kids these days don't seem to go clubbing or raving very much. Right. There's, there's always... The management always has someone with a camera mm-hmm. walking around selling pictures. So, so like in the 90s when we were at the clubs, some guy would come around and he'd say, you know, five bucks. And you'd say, yeah, and you'd give him five bucks and then he'd take your picture. And then you'd give him your address and he'd mail you the print later. Oh, so weird. It's like an amusement park. <laughs> But like you pay for, yeah, kind of, you know, yeah. yeah, just a, a wandering. Uh, a photographer in your club means that you're fancy. Interesting, yeah. Because I mean, then, yeah, and I then guess also, I think of that. Yeah, I think of like like at a comedy club, like someone has to take pictures of the performers. So. Right, they're probably hiring someone to do that. Well, and then also, you know, the gossip pages back then they didn't have as many rules about stuff as they do now. Mm. And you know, these restaurants or these ballrooms would have people take pictures and then. Whenever there was someone famous in their club, they would, you know, f- that would find its way into the paper. So and so was at the Under the Sea Club in Ohio. <laughs> the Under the Sea Club, yeah, that's on New Year's Eve. That's that's true. Because, like like Marie was trying to kind of get her own paparazzi. Right, right. <laughs> so so rather than God at the at the risk of <laughs> setting you off again, rather than trying to get. Uh, all of the ladies to come to the bathroom with them at once. That's really what she was saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. About. Yeah. That's right. But it's very interesting to me to watch these two ladies move through the room. Now, we know that in real life there's a camera probably on a on a rail system moving along with them. You know, just doing a real smooth, yeah. whatever you call that move. It's interesting to watch the crowd react because... They're looking at the camera. Everybody's kind of interested in the camera, but it comes off as them being interested in Maria. She's in this bright white dress, and everybody else is in these, you know, sort of drab colors or black. And she's just standing out. She's this, you know, sparkle it's phenomena making her way through the room. The only other person that's dressed as flamboyantly as her is, like, the singer in front. Oh, yeah, and of course you get that, like, that, like... Yowling cat Ella Fitzgerald knockoff. Like, what was that? That was weird. Her, like, just well, the in sound. 1946. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, hold on. Did they? I, I must know this now. I wonder if that was like a real singer, like from maybe not super famous. <laughs> Hopefully not. Well, Ella Fitzgerald was active. Hold on. I mean, yeah, Ella, I think Ella Fitzgerald was black. So it's not Ella Fitzgerald. It is someone much worse. But. Well, yeah, and. I don't know if you remember this, but I think, you remember I was saying that she is not like a, like a nude dancer, but she's like a private dancer, you know, yeah. goes to clubs and dances with men. She runs into one of her clients right here. Oh. At around, at around second I 45. like a man that like she cheated with. Okay. Either or. But she definitely has that look. Uh, and then that guy's girlfriend is like what's this all about and right? starts to grab his arm like quit looking at her <laughs> and that makes me wonder then how many of the women in this club are kind of like her where they're just you know p- like paid dates however you want to put that Aww. is there a word for that kind of like escort but like girlfriend experience i guess yeah kind of yeah yeah but i was gonna say how many of these women have been wronged by marie 
It's going to be a commercial. Have you been personally <laughs> victimized by a Marine? Well, then, as you start to look at the scene, you know, you wonder if there was a direction that if you're a guy, you should sort of check her out and look at her like you recognize her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how many of these men are looking because they recognize her, because she's beautiful, or because she's, you know, pushing past them in a restaurant. And then what's so fun is right at the last second of our minute, she gestures to the sign on the on the ladies' door. It says, ladies, and makes the joke, pay no attention to the sign, just go right in. But what does she say right before? I, like, hold on. She says right before they get to the bathroom, like, before they even get to the door. I'm like, listening to the sign. when she says good evening. When she says good evening to the guy? No, no, after that. Oh, yeah, that is weird. Right? What is it she says, like, something about this town or something? you got to watch yourself in this town. And then I think she says, mo woes. More, more woes? you got to wash yourself in this town. you got to wash yourself. you got to wash yourself in this town. More hoes. Is <laughs> exactly what I think she said. Yes. So many hoes in this town. You wouldn't even believe it. So many hoes. So many hoes. Oh, my competition. Too many hoes. Too many hoes. That's going to be in my head forever. I think that's what it was. That's why I watched the, that point, like like that min, that second, whatever, over and over, because I was like, what? you got to watch yourself in this town. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what is she saying? It's so weird. Excuse us? Excuse me? You want to have a picture taken? Here it comes. Okay, this is your last time. <gasps> oh, my God. You're going to be shocked what that is. What? Oh You've got to... Sh- <laughs> You've got to watch yourself. More wolves. More wolves? Wolves. More wolves. Wolves, natural predators of mermaids. You can find the Best Minute Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, thebestminutes.com. You can find the Best Minutes Podcast on Facebook, at Butch's Place, The Best Years of Our Lives, Listener's Cafe, and on Twitter at The Best Minutes. You might not know this, but there are over 170 other Movies by Minutes podcasts available at MoviesByMinutes.com. I'm Curtis Blaze, and you can find me at TheTimeBanditsMinute.com and BlazePortraits.com. And I'm Alice Lauren, and you can find me on Twitter at PodSocialite and on TikTok at Podcast Socialite. Join us here next time on the Best Minutes Podcast. Good Good night. night. Hey, Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.